1: WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
2: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe versus Wade, the 1973 landmark decision guaranteeing the constitutional right to an abortion. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy praised the decision as a Court giving a voice for all life.
3: Americans celebrate this historic victory because we know it will save the lives of millions of children and it will give families hope.
2: The Norwegian Security Service has raised its terrorist alert to the highest level after a shooting left two people dead and many wounded during Pride Week in Oslo. A gunman opened fire in Oslo's nightlife district, and what police are now investigating is a possible terrorist attack. Investigators say the suspect is identified as a 42 year old Norwegian citizen. Originally from Iran, he was arrested after opening fire at three locations in downtown Oslo during the Pride event. This is SRN News.
1: Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya and AM1280, the
4: Patriot MVP. One of my teammates criticized the president. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You might be in jail the next day. (laughs) Well, he started to laugh because, well, when I grew up in Turkey, if you say anything against the regime or the president you'll be in jail the next day. And he's like, dude, this is not Turkey. This is America. Stream
1: Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tavoya at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. am 1280 The Patriot coming to you from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios. And hey, if you're looking for your next good read, how about our June Regnery Book of the Month, which is Conservatism, a rediscovery by Yoram
5: Hazony. Sign up to win a copy at the Freedom Fan Club at AM 1280, thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. The Narn
1: with Mitch Berg is next right here on The Patriot. There
0: we go. Portions of this program may have been prerecorded.
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Yeah! Now, here's your headline act, Mitch
0: Bird. Welcome
5: back to Twin Cities at World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says send us your tired, huddled masses. You need to see Red, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, heading into the second quarter of year 19 on the air, which means we are creeping towards the 20th anniversary of the Northern Alliance Radio Network and its reign, dominating Twin Cities media of all types, print, television, Internet, all of it. We we own it all along with my colleagues. The closer, Brad Carlson, Sundays from one to three. The new guy, Jack Tomzak, uh coming up right after this at three to five every Saturday afternoon. So so glad to have him on board here, by the way. And hard hard to believe. He's Got to be heading towards a year on the air himself here, and of course King Banyan Saturday mornings from nine to eleven on our sister station AM fourteen forty The Businessman together the Northern Alliance Radio Network AM A The Patriot my blog shot in the dark dot info where along with my friends Mister B uh, Mister D rather Jeff Kuben first ringer we write about well whatever we want to five days a week sometimes six uh, for the last uh, a little over twenty years now. I mean, all of us are veterans of other blogs. I've gotten sort of my all-star team together. Could not be happier. Uh, Five days a week, it's basically my show prep on the hoof every week. So uh, what should we talk about today? If only there was any news in the world uh, this week. Yeah, no, uh, the the opposite of, of a complaint about that. This is one of those weeks where normally I think I would have scheduled a week off, say a week off in North Dakota or a week up north or something, and I'd be sitting up north thinking, oh, good Lord, why did I take this week off? This is one of those weeks I should be on the air, and truth be told, this weekend was on my short list of days to take off. I I had a feeling I was going to want to push it back. I'm glad I did because these are the weeks where you want to be on the air if you're a talk show host. It's, of course... Uh, through some big legislative news this past week. And, of course, the Supreme Court has kept us very busy for this last, it's hard to believe it's three days, because each day's results from the Supreme Court, each day's verdicts brought out a different breed of progressive insanity. Wednesday we had uh, the case where, in Maine, it was determined that uh, the, that the government funding could not be denied uh, for vouchers for kids to attend religious schools, Christian schools in this case. And, of course, it had the usual suspects out in great spluttering, drooling force going, hey, what What if it was supposed to be a, a Muslim school? Uh, let's start a Muslim school and see if all those conservatives support that. Uh, and to which I had to respond, look, school choice is colorblind. And conservatives have supported uh, religious schools, including schools of alternative religions that are not Christian. I mean, many of us conservatives supported the Tariq ibn Ziyad school in, uh, I believe it was Invergrove Heights a number of years back, 15 years or so ago. And it was an excellent school by all accounts. I mean, it took kids who were largely immigrants largely English-as-a-second-language kids, a uh, bunch of kids, I mean, many of them recent immigrants to America, and, and taught them very well. They had math and reading scores, especially considering that they were largely English-as-a-second-language students. They had reading and math scores well above the state averages, up there in the top uh, percentages of schools in Minnesota. I w- it was pointed out to me that a number of conservatives uh, played an outsized role in bringing Tariq Ibn Ziad down. There were some irregularities, apparently, in the management and apparently a little bit of sneaking Islam in on, on the public dime. I I agree with some of that. I disagreed with some of it. I certainly got into an argument or two with some of my conservative friends about the religious aspects to that. But the fact is the school existed because of school choice existing, because of charter schools existing in the state of Minnesota, which was entirely A conservative Republican thing. I shouldn't say entirely. They were it couldn't have passed without some Democrat support. The notion of homeschooling and school choice and uh, charter schools in particular could not have passed without some Democrat support. But in 2006, the, the DFL tried to torpedo charter schools and the measure Failed, but only barely. And by the way, only six DFLers uh, from the DFL majority in the Senate at that time voted uh, against the measure to torpedo charter schools. They were uh, some inner city Democrats who needed to hold on to votes in the upcoming session because turns out the population of charter schools in the city is more poor, student of color, English as a second language or immigrant than the district schools themselves why it's almost as if immigrant and minority parents are disgusted with the service they get from the public school system and if they don't have enough money to put their kids in private or parochial schools or to be driving them to uh, a neighboring district charter schools are their only option and so they run with that yeah it's kind of amazing how that works anyway some of the other chuckleheads responded uh, hey, Well, we should start a Satanist school. Uh, and of course, I said, well, yeah. let's be honest. Let me be frank here, because I'm tired of being Mitch. Now, let me be honest here. And, and I say this with all due respect to any Satanists who've leaked into my personal circle without my knowledge. People who are Satanists are almost always, in in my experience, and I have regrettably more experience with this than, than I had ever wanted. Uh, in my experience, Satanists tend to be a bunch of chuckle headed, arrested adolescents, who, for for whom, saying I am a Satanist is sort of like the equivalent of breaking wind in in church or in a public meeting. <laughs> I broke wind. <laughs> I worship Satan. I mean, it's just—it's basically there to 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 draw attention to themselves and to say, "Look how different I am." Uh, and so, it's being fundamentally—and if there's exceptions out there, I'm sure there are. But if they are—if uh, there are exceptions out there, they're the exceptional minority. And, and I will tell you this much: again, being thoroughly honest here, while there may be some Satanists out there who have managed to <clears throat> reproduce and have kids that might be, say, in homeschool right now. Let's just be honest. Because of the blessings of the First Amendment, literally it is easier to start a church than it is to vote in any of the 50 states. You can say, I am a church, and I am its supreme pontiff, and there's no rule against it. It's why you can be ordained as a minister on the Internet or I don't know, from a call, telephone call center, for all I know. I know people who've done it. I think it's funny. I certainly would not worship with any of them. I've got my own beliefs, but that's fine. You could literally start a church in less time than I've already spent talking about it. Try me. Try to try to prove me wrong. Uh, you could, I mean, getting IRS tax-free status, that's another story. Uh, but starting a church, that's nothing. Starting a school, starting it, I'm not talking about even homeschooling, even homeschooling is a commitment, and crank that commitment a couple more orders of magnitude beyond that to actually start a school, a brick-and-mortar facility to which children go. You've got to get funding, you've got to hire teachers, you've got to develop a curriculum, you've got to actually pass all sorts of regulations, state education regulations, city building codes, there's so much work you... I know the work that goes into starting a school. I've been involved in a couple of charter schools when my kids were of that age. People who start schools are not trivial people. People who start schools have to bring an A-game and keep that A-game going for a long time. And with all due respect to any Satanists who may have leaked into this audience, let's just say that, quote, belief, end quote, in Satanism is not something that I have ever seen to be associated with a great deal of motivation, stick-to-itiveness, or really much of any motivation other than, oh, uh, I broke wind in a meeting. Again, no disrespect, well, not much disrespect. Precisely the right amount of disrespect intended. Okay, let's be honest. You find a group of Satanists who have who pack the gear to start a school, and put them in a community by the way where there's more than one or two other uh, fellow travelers who actually have school-aged children give it a shot see how you do i mean the the law the law doesn't forbid giving money to satanist schools But there's a little matter of actually starting and sustaining one or being able to follow through with, I don't know, filling out the basic paperwork, much less jumping through all the other hoops one must jump through. But, yes, Satanists, if you can get beyond the uh, uh, I just passed wind in church thing and you you get over your daddy issues about your evangelical upbringing, because, by the way, that is associated with literally 50 percent of the Satanists I know or have ever met in my, or encountered, I should say, in my life. And by the way, the other 50% grew up Catholic. So it's either getting back, uh, exorcising, if you will, one's (laughs) wrong choice of verb, dealing with one's, or I don't know, flouting one's mommy and daddy issues from growing up very evangelical or growing up very Catholic. One of the two. I don't know that I've ever encountered a uh, Satanist whose uh, origin story was any different. Again, there are possibilities. It's all a bit of a of a tangent against the fact that, yeah, I guess that Supreme Court ruling has made it possible for Satanists to, to start a religious school, presuming they can start a school. Bit of a chicken and an egg problem. At any rate, I'm not too terribly worried about it. I say go for it. Of course, Thursday it started to get real or realer. Uh, the Bruin decision, New York State pistol, uh, Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin went to a verdict. It's the verdict we've been waiting for for quite some time. Uh, it is essentially holds gun rights, uh, I'm sorry, gun laws, to a historical definition of what the right to keep and bear arms was intended to be. And some lawyer friends of mine have expressed disappointment that it didn't say, this is a, an essential first degree civil right up there with Uh, religion, press, assembly, publication, what's the other one? Worship, thank you very much, privacy, uh, freedom from unreasonable searches and seizures, innocence until proven guilty, right to an attorney, all those first-class rights that nobody argues are essential human rights. It didn't put that statement that the Second Amendment is a first-class civil right in 24-point bold type. It didn't quite do it. It may not have been the absolute be all and end all ruling we've been waiting for. However, uh, one thing it's not, by the way, is everything that some of the lefty uh, leftist howler monkeys have been uh, proclaiming for it. Essentially, it rolls uh, New York's uh, carry permit law into something that represents, I don't know dystopian hellscapes like Minnesota, Washington, Oregon, and New Mexico. We'll be talking about that with Rob Doerr after the Bob of the Hour. We'll get to the other big decision. Perhaps you heard about it. Dobbs, we'll be right back.
1: Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com Or with the free Odyssey app. Has your heater
6: or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451.
4: Dennis Prager with Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration, the experts at cleaning and maintaining decks and fences. Mike, cleaning, staining, and restoring a wood deck correctly takes knowledge and experience. Tell people how Roof to Deck can help. Dennis, as
1: you know, we have a five-step cleaning and staining process. First, we apply a wood cleaner. Second, we wash the deck with low pressure. Because wood is soft, low pressure is very important. Next, we apply a neutralizer to brighten the wood. Then we let the wood dry. When we return, we use a moisture meter to test the wood to make sure it is dry. Finally, we seal the deck by hand. We do not use sprayers. What if it rains? Well, unlike the homeowner who is forced to do it on the weekend, we wait for dry weather, which means you get great results. Learn more by watching some of our
4: videos at Rooftodeck.com. That's Rooftodeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more.
7: Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life. Crosswalk.com.
8: The Division of Salem Media Group. AM 1280, The Patriot. The Northern
5: Alliance Radio Network. 651 289 4488. Hey, don't forget, watch the documentary everyone's talking about, 2,000 Mules, executive produced by Salem Media Group. You'll watch it. You'll say, no, you won't say that. You'll, You'll say, holy cow, there's some questions about our election system anyway 651-289-4488 northern alliance radio network uh join us if you would please and uh by the way jack tom's out coming up at three o'clock for those of you who missed it the first time (laughs) i announced it at any rate so much going on today i i I need this is one of those days when i say i i need to be on the air 15 hours a week three hours a day afternoon drive morning drive whatever midday doesn't matter Uh, if you happen to own a business that's looking to get (laughs) <laughs> a radio voice online here uh, for 15 hours a week at a, at a market rate, let's just say. Have your people call my people because this is one of those weeks that I really, the two hours a week just isn't enough. This is one of those weeks that I envy the likes of, I don't know, Mike Gallagher or Sebastian Gorker or, or, or Dennis Prager uh, having the, the, the soapbox, To be able to talk about weeks like this past week, this has been one of those weeks where, where if you're on the air three hours a day, that's not enough. I could see why people do online after parties after weeks like this. At any rate, yesterday, the, the big daddy of them all, I thought the the Bruin decision, which, by the way, we're going to have uh, a, a number of, uh, we're going to have Rob Dorr from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus coming up in about uh, 10, 12 minutes here to talk about uh, the Bruin decision, what it means, uh, both nationwide and in Minnesota, what it means for the gun rights movement going forward here, uh, and what it means for the antis as well here. Uh, that's going to be an interesting part right there. Uh, We're also going to be talking with Beth Bauman, who had a great breakdown of the, quote, bipartisan, end quote, gun control legislation that has been working its way through Congress fairly. It's not as innocuous as the likes of John Cornyn want you to think. It's not much of a step forward. It really does some deeply stupid things. We're talking with Beth Bauman of uh, Armed American Network, a contributor to Armed American, uh, with our uh, good friends at the Armed America Radio Network uh, after 2 o'clock here today. So uh, the big one, the one that has the usual suspects apoplectic today, is the overturning of Roe versus Wade, the Dobbs decision. Now, you're hearing a lot of Rhetoric, a lot of hyperbole. I think that's a, the fairest way to put it. A lot of hyperbole morphing into invective uh, out there today about what this does. I mean, talking about how, how it uh, sets the nation back 150 years. That's, I think that was Amy Klobuchar or Tina Smith. Oh, Amy Klobuchar, or Klobuchar said it set American women back 150 years. By the way, The Handmaid's Tale, not a great book. And becoming a bit of a cultural cliché to the point of the next time I put together a leftist clichés bingo card, Handmaid's Tale references are going into the center square. Those are going to be the gimme square on future progressive cliché bingo cards. Handmaid's Tale, just a little too obvious here, folks, and not that good of a story. Margaret Atwood has written so much better at any rate. Uh, a lot of things to say about the Dobbs decision, which overturned the 49-year-old Roe versus Wade uh, decision. One of the things I think is most important was best said by that uh, greatest all of all American jurists, Ted Nugent, who said uh, in between uh, bouts of grilling and shooting his AR-10s at meat targets at his upstate Michigan farm, uh, said... Wrapping the right to abortion around this essentially fabricated right to privacy uh, that uh, based on penumbra that you yank out of the thin air uh, isn't probably the best long term means of, of safeguarding the the right to abortion if that's what you call it. It would have been better to have taken a more methodical approach, worked your way up uh, in terms of defining the issue through local legislation, state legislation, and slowly building the consensus on the issue up from the bottom up, rather than coming up with an essentially an artificial creation of a court that fabricates not so much an individual human right, but a legal recognition of something that that is completely counter to thousands of years of human history from whole cloth over the course of a couple of years, uh, really less than a decade's worth of fairly focused precedents largely launched by people who are parties to their Roe versus Wade case. I'm sorry. Did I say that was Ted Nugent? No, that was Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who up until Wednesday was a great hero of the American left. I say up until ah, Thursday was a great hero of the American left. I say up until Thursday, because while she was right about Roe, by the way, echoing, uh, as my colleague at ShotInTheDark.info, uh, Mr. D, uh, puts it, uh, she, she agreed with, uh, with Byron White in his dissent 50 years ago, 49 years ago, that uh, the court's decision is essentially today an admission of humility. Roe was always, I'm quoting Mr. D here, Roe was always an exercise in raw judicial power, as Byron White said in his dissent, in 1973, and as is often the case, the best use of power is sometimes to refrain from wielding such power. I mean, literally, it was a case of, we can do it, so we will. Literally, a case of, I mean, when you see people on the left going, well, we've got six unelected people making a decision like this. Well, yeah, the, the six unelected, appointed, democratically confirmed Justices made a decision to invalidate a decision made by five unelected officials that had been confirmed by the Senate. I mean, you you can't have one without the other. That's what the Supreme Court is, intentionally so, intended to be above the scrum of electoral politics. And at that is maddeningly good for the most part. Uh, by the way, one of many cliches that you've been hearing people on the left. Uh, belching forth this past, I'm sorry, I'm not very elegant about some of these people who, as of Thursday, were still saying that uh, fighting against insurrection against the institutions of our Constitution is treason on Thursday. And on Friday, yesterday, we're calling for the abolition of the Supreme Court. I mean, it's the same basic idea. And by the way, if there is a violent attack on the Supreme Court or any of its justices, it will be as great or greater an offense than January 6th. The media won't call it that. I will. If there is a physical attack on any member of the Supreme Court, and by any, I mean the six-member majority, let's be honest, those are the only ones in any risk of being attacked, uh, it will be a greater attack on democracy than January 6th was Uh and I'm not a big January 6th fan. But what this case does, and, and by the way, on top of all of the invective, on top of all of the alarm mongering that big left has been throwing out there and has been, you know, started throwing out about this case at the beginning of the year, especially after the leak of the draft of Alito's majority opinion. Uh, what, it, what it really does is it just said, Roe versus Wade is no longer the dominant uh, precedent. We throw the question back to the states where it belonged all along. So what this means, pro-choicers, is that you have to do what we Second Amendment activists have been doing for the last 50 years. Arguing this issue, convincing people about the, the right of our cause, voter by voter, for the last 50 years convincing people enough to go to the polls and vote for Second Amendment candidates and for Second Amendment forward legislation and for candidates who support it for the last 40 or so years, and slowly but surely winning the culture war, which, by the way, gun rights have done. I mean, you could find a lot of polls out there who say a majority of people support gun control. Yeah, that support is a mile wide and an inch deep, and when you get into the specifics... Uh, it collapses. You start getting into people talking about banning assault weapons. You get more than a week out from a highly publicized episode that that support is in microscopic digits, and by the way, falling among younger generations. But uh, uh, by the way, even if you, even if you do have, and by the way, there are there are polls out there that show that uh, in fact a majority does support gun rights week in week out, uh, absent any news cycle events. The uh, evidence is, in fact, that the the gun rights people have won the culture war. And this is interesting because if the polls are close to 50-50 today on the overall question, well, that's considerably better than the 85 percent who supported gun control in 1985 when I first got involved in the issue. So the needle has been moving slowly, bit by bit, away from tyranny towards freedom on that issue my entire adult life. I'm happy to say I've done my little bit to push that needle. This show has certainly done its darndest to push that needle, and we're going to have to keep pushing it. I mean, we're gun owners, like all conservatives, play great defense. We're not so good at actually ending the the battle. And the fact is, there will be no end to the battle, either the gun control battle or the abortion battle in the sense that there's a surrender ceremony on the deck of the USS Missouri. But the fact is, all of you pro-choicers out there, I mean, you have the same challenge and opportunity that we Second Amendment people have been working with for literally my entire adult lifetime and then some to convince people. Now, just a little pro tip from the, some of us who've been in this for a while. Picking a campaign slogan like, I don't know, if gun rights aren't safe, then either are you. We recognized bright and early that that was going to be a real tactical error. And you might want to consider the same thing. If I may, I don't know, gunsplain you. Threatening people with death if they don't go along you you is a little bit of a tactical error. And you might want to walk that back. In fact, that's what I seek. I mean, the fact is neither side of the of the abortion debate is going to get that surrender on the USS Missouri moment. I don't have time to get to the whole. I, I, we'll talk about this after we get done with our guest here in about an hour. Rob Dorr joins us uh, in, a, in a couple of minutes here to talk about the Bruin decision in Minnesota and nationwide. Go know it will be. Right back. Freedom.
9: Hi, friends. This is Katie Pavlich from townhall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti American agenda to silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We must bring the truth to the American people free from the spin of big media and the censorship of big tech companies. Town Hall covers the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards working with the Department of Justice. Visit townhall.com each morning, afternoon, and night for the truth as my team investigates the Biden administration, their big media friends, and leftist activists. With your support, we can keep holding government bureaucrats and their allies in the media accountable. Visit townhall.com today to join the fight. The fight for our nation starts with townhall.com.
1: Research shows listeners don't like it when ads interrupt their music. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual customizes home insurance, we made this ad optional. If you want to skip this ad, remove your left earphone. Liberty Mutual customizes home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. If
7: you're missing this informative ad, you must love wasting your cash.
1: It's the easy and smart way to save. Now
7: it's all been set, so if that earphone was
1: out, put it back in your head. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty.
7: Is your air conditioner struggling to keep you cool? Standard Heating and Air Conditioning wants to remind you that summer is here. Don't wait to replace it and be stuck with no AC on one of the hottest days of the year. It's time to take advantage of two smokin' standard heating offers that won't make you overheat. Instant savings of $850 on an air conditioner or ductless system. Keep cool all summer long with financing options of payments as low as $65 per month. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business with 92 years of serving the Twin Cities community, servicing over 500,000 homes. Take advantage of these specials and keep cool all summer long with more money in your pockets. Call and schedule your free estimate today. These offers are good until June 30th. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. standardheating.com.
0: Get that Rack Shack Attack, rock-shack Barbecue.
5: AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. So you ask yourself, what's Michelle Tafoya doing lately? She's from here. She's famous. She's everywhere. Haven't heard her for a while? Well, she's joining the boys here at Salem Podcast Network. She's on with us every week here on the Salem Podcast Network. Join her, bringing the kind of common sense that it takes Michelle Tafoya to bring. We're well, great to have her on the team, or in the, the immortal words of John McClay. Welcome to the party, ma'am. Anyway, Michelle Tafoya, salempodcastnetwork.com. Check her out. Do it. 651-289-4488 four, four, eight, eight is the number to call. Uh, join us, would you, uh, if you would, please. The first, actually the middle of the three cataclysmic Supreme Court decisions this past week, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus brune two days ago already feels like lazy, hazy, crazy, more innocent days after the furor of this past few days over the Dobbs decision. But with us to discuss... That case from a seemingly more innocent time. From the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, Rob Dorr joins us. Rob, welcome to the Northern Alliance. Thanks, Mitch. Good to be back. Uh, great to have you here. So uh, the first big question, this is the question I've had since I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't even I don't, haven't even stayed at a Holiday Express. But is this the case we've been waiting for? I mean, since since. Uh, Since the Heller case, since the McDonald case, we've been waiting for the big big tater of a Second Amendment case that would declare in 24-point type that the right to keep and bear arms is a first-class right. What's the good news? What's the bad news, Rob Doerr?
10: Yeah, you know, I I don't know if it's been the case that we've been waiting for, but the— It is just the natural progression of Heller. The decision in Heller, of course, decided that the Second Amendment protected a right uh, to possess a handgun in your home for self-defense. And uh, uh, the case that was uh, decided uh, this week in Bruin says that the Second Amendment now protects the right to bear arms outside of the home for self-defense. So uh, it's a natural progression. I I, I wouldn't say it's, uh, you know, it's certainly not nationwide constitutional carry or anything like that but it is a it is a giant leap forward in second amendment jurisprudence
5: what does it exactly do i mean that's the, the part that's been fun to talk about with some of the more overheated people on the other side is is really what it does is tell states like new york new jersey massachusetts that their laws have to be congruent with gun toting hellscapes like washington oregon new mexico and minnesota Rob Dorr,
10: yeah, well, uh, so, you know, no longer can states like California, New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey, um, can they uh, require a meet, a balancing of needs in order to exercise the right to bear arms? Uh, they have to be shall issue like the 43 other states. in the But uh, probably the biggest thing, is that not all of them are, are quite catching on to just because it's a little bit of... A lot of nerdery, and I personally love to dig into, but not, it's not everybody's thing, and I get it. Uh, that um, the the Justice Thomas, uh, who wrote the majority opinion, it was a six three decision, the conservatives versus the uh, the liberal wing. Um, that he strikes down this two-step analysis that has been used by some circuit courts, mostly the Ninth and the Second Circuit, so New York and California and you know and, and those areas, uh, to say that um, that. Not only, you know, that just the text of the Constitution isn't enough, that if there is some sort of a, a, a reason why, a compelling sociological reason why a restriction should exist on the Second Amendment, that it is therefore justified. Thomas strikes that down and says, no, the only measure that you can use is is text history and tradition and that is going to open the floodgates for a whole lot of analysis on second amendment restrictions moving forward
5: so what do you effect do you see that having in minnesota i mean we are in a state right now where for the last 20 years we've had essentially the 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 condition that the the ruling requires of states like new york and new jersey uh and massachusetts right now what what do you see uh being the effects of this law here in minnesota when legislating starts to happen again
10: well uh directly you know there's nothing because this decision essentially the the only uh the only um exact precedent that this has is that may issue laws are unconstitutional so that is the only since minnesota's been shall issue since 2003 well well 2005 technically but you know that story um uh we've been shall issue this doesn't have a direct impact of us but that jurisprudence that i just talked about is really going to open up a lot of scrutiny into uh things moving forward what i foresee the next steps is now now california and new york and massachusetts are begrudgingly going to have to come up with a shall issue um, permit system, but I imagine that they are not going to go quietly into the night and they are going to put some severe onerous restrictions on what would otherwise be shall issue. Uh, And those are going to be met with court challenges, but we may see relatively soon things like uh, the duty to take a class. Uh, that may be challenged or the duty to pay a fee that could be challenged under under second amendment or under this, this uh, precedent or uh, a live fire exercise, you know, all of those things may have to uh, come to terms with, do they meet the text history and tradition of the second amendment?
5: Yeah. The, all, all of the rules that get piled on top of shall issue laws in states like, well, even Minnesota for that matter, where we have a few restrictions that serve to price, The right to keep and bear arms out of the reach of, say, some some of the less financially fortunate among us. I mean, that's having to uh, pull out a hundred bucks every five years to renew your permit, or fifty bucks, I guess, in places like St. Paul. It strains people's budget at the the bottom end of our economic scales. Here, can you see any court cases coming up to challenge some of that, Uh, Rob Dorr?
10: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I I know our friends at the Firearms Policy Coalition. They're uh, they're uh, lawsuit printers uh, going into overdrive right now um, uh, with all of the different things. But even that, you know, one of the cases that we're involved with right here in Minnesota that says um, that 18 year olds uh, can't get their permit to carry uh, that we set an arbitrary number of 21 in order to exercise your right to carry. Uh, that case was put on hold pending the outcome of the Bruen decision. So now. Uh, when we go back to court on that case, uh, the, the uh, state is going to have to justify why uh, they believe uh, restricting the right to carry to 18-year-olds meets the text history and tradition of the Second Amendment, and I'm not sure they can.
5: And by the way, uh, certainly if you are uh, an a bill, a, a attorney billing hours to the Second Amendment Foundation or the Gun Policy Center, uh, the, the uh, House and Senate this past week have given you ample uh, future economic opportunity with the uh, background checks, enhanced background checks for people from the, between the ages of 18 and 21. I, I can see that being a make-work program for a whole lot of lawyers uh, among the good guys rob door. Absolutely. I,
10: I, I'm with you there. I think um Uh, how that's uh, going to manifest is going to be interesting because uh, at least, like in places here in Minnesota, we don't convict juveniles of crimes; we Correct. adjudicate them delinquent. Um, you know, there, there's a narrow class of crimes where where juveniles can be certified as adults, and you know, those kinds are the horrendous ones: murder, you know, assault with a deadly weapon, things like that. Where rightfully so, you act like an adult; you should get treated like one. Uh, but you know, just because a kid steals, you know, uh, uh, an Xbox, you know, game from a store when they're when they're 14, shouldn't Deny them their Second Amendment rights. And I believe some states will, will absolutely utilize that to do so.
5: So what is the uh, position? of the, I mean, obviously, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus has to be happy about the uh, the results of the, of the Bruin decision here. Is that uh, going to be affecting the caucus's activities uh, over, the, over the course of the next year? I'm specifically asking, Rob Doerr, because if there's one thing the gun owners are terrible about— is exploiting victories here we're great when our backs are up against the wall we're up against the ropes but once we get to we're great but once we get to the middle of the ring we start to get some of the the brakes uh, falling in all, all directions we go off and do other things uh how how is the minnesota gun owners caucus uh playing to react to this uh change in fortune
10: well, we're definitely going to explore any opportunity we have to uh, utilize this ruling to protect and advance the Second Amendment rights of uh, Minnesotans. But uh, lawsuits are expensive, and uh, you know we, we can only file as much paper as we can afford to file. So I, I would encourage uh, people if you do want to see us take advantage of this, uh, do the needful and uh, throw in a few dollars at gunowners.mn/slash/donate uh, so that we can uh, take advantage of this and file some lawsuits. You know the our our only limiting factor to defending this is the, is the, the time and resources it takes.
5: So, Rob Dorr, one more question for you, because it sounds like you're enjoying the great outdoors on a gorgeous day here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've got two different lawyers in the comments section of ShotInTheDark.info who are arguing their their versions of the merits of of yes of Thursday's decision. One of them says it didn't put the term "strict scrutiny" in twenty four point bold letters. Another said, yeah, close enough for county work. Does there need to be another case? Is there another case on this continuum from Heller through McDonald to uh, Brune that's going to close the circle on this that gets us to our uh, surrender on the deck of the USS Missouri moment, Rob Dorr?
10: Yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting. So the, the 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 court has has rejected a strict scrutiny analysis in this decision of the Second Amendment, and instead they have gone with a text history and tradition. And uh, you know, you, there's a little bit of a give it a take with that. With a strict scrutiny analysis, basically any feasible restriction on the Second Amendment would would die. Um, uh, just. It would fail the narrowly tailored test of that. But on the other hand, uh, that does leave room for some. Uh, restrictions on, on things that we might not want restricted. Like if there was a compelling government reason to ban firearms at the state capitol, um, you know, th- they could do that under a strict scrutiny analysis. Under a text history and tradition analysis, they would have trouble doing that because any restrictions that they would uh, enact would have to go back to at the time that the Second Amendment and the 14th Amendment were passed, what was the the history of restrictions on the Second Amendment? And there weren't many. So there are some things that would pass a strict scrutiny analysis that would not pass uh, a text history and tradition and vice versa. So I think you know those holding their breath for a strict scrutiny analysis on the Second Amendment, uh, they're going to be holding their breath for a while because the court has rejected that in favor of a, this text history and uh, tradition analysis.
5: And in this case, from the sound of it, it may be a matter of being careful what you wish for, uh, because strict scrutiny might not be the, the cure-all that, that some have put it out there as necessarily. Do I read you correct there, Rob Doerr?
10: Yeah, you know, I think your know, strict scrutiny opens the door for a lot of things that aren't rooted in text history and tradition. Uh, and strict scrutiny, uh, you know, uh, can be used, you know, to as long as a uh, as long as a court can uh, can substantiate a compelling government reason. And they could they could announce that that uh, that um, that regulation is narrowly tailored. uh It would it would survive several layers and might get overturned at the Supreme Court, whereas a text history and tradition that's probably going to lose at the at the first uh, appeal uh, the vast majority of the time. So I think that this is probably the right way to to evaluate Second Amendment restrictions.
5: I am so looking forward to the next gun owners banquet uh, to to unpack this in much greater detail. Rob Dorr from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Uh, For People want to find out more about the caucus and its activities. Where do they go?
10: gunowners.mn. You can also find us on uh, Twitter and Facebook. We'd uh, love to see you there.
5: Absolutely. Rob Dorr. thanks as always for, uh, for unpacking this rather complicated issue, even uh, complicated among normal gun rights uh, jurisprudence. Thanks and have a great weekend.
10: My pleasure, Mitch. Thank you.
5: Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll have Beth Bauman joining us in about 20 minutes to talk about the activities and shenanigans in Congress this past week. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll
4: be right back. we test a
3: bullet in your gun and a pistol in your hand.
4: AM 1280,
1: The Patriot. Fear and greed, panic, and euphoria are emotions that drive the markets. Tune into this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing how to keep your emotions in check and help you turn panic into prudence when markets don't cooperate. Alan Mike will share with you tips to succeed in up and down markets, even crazy ones. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon on Saturday on AM 1280, The Patriot, or call them right now with your questions at 855-231-6010.
8: Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I want to thank you for supporting our local family-owned business. In fact, we've grown because of you. So we've hired more certified technicians so we can serve more Minnesotans. I want to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed now. You've put it off long enough. We'll even come to your home or work anywhere in the metro to save you time. Advantage Auto Glass has an a rating with the BBB, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. You get that distinction with over 20 years of experience. Tell your insurance agent that you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, or better yet, give us a call and we'll handle all the paperwork with no out-of-pocket costs to you. Every windshield we install is backed by a lifetime warranty. Just call Advantage Auto Glass today and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can always schedule your appointment at our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. ReplaceMyWindshield.com.
10: I
7: Believe.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more at I Believe.com, a division of Salem Media Group. I Believe.com.
5: AM 12A, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Want to get caught up with the top stories of the day? Well, then you'll love this new feature at AM12AThePatriot.com. Just click on hosts, click one of them. Then on the right side of the page, you see listen to my views on dot, dot, dot. Just fill in the blank, and you'll find intelligent commentary on whatever the subject is. Uh, hopefully, they'll be getting my views on things for these sorts of things at some point here. I mean, no us, no because if you ask me, you will get a reply. <laughs> six five one two eight nine four four eight eight that number to call yes Ooh, don't mind if I do six five one two I just said that didn't I if you don't know the number, by I don't know what to do for you here. You can also join us on Twitter, Gab Parlor, MeWe, and Getter at hashtag NARNShow. That's N A R N SHOW. Operators are standing by via all of those media. And uh, by the way, we are uh, watching all of uh, all four, five, five of those social media, as well as our Facebook page, the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Uh, we're doing the live stream there still. That's Today's are numbered. We're going to be switching our video to another platform soon i'm informed by a reliable source that it's going to happen exactly when i don't know as as i believe it said in the book of book of mark uh no one shall know the time or place when we switch to video but uh, switch our video vendor but it will happen maybe that's not the exact context the book of mark was talking about but it it seems to fit under the circumstances here So T you anyway for now go to the northern alliance radio network fan page on facebook and the live stream is right there. By the way, uh, if, you, um, if you're out there right now, leave a, a hi, how you doing, out in the comments section. Love to see who turns up for these uh, live uh, streams. I also, by the way, uh, if you know me on Facebook, I do a live stream probably about noon every Saturday. Just a quick shout-out about the show. If you're a friend of mine on Facebook, feel free to uh, stop by and say hi. That may be one reason I, I put together a podcast. Uh, Personal, I, uh, what am I trying? Public figure page, so I can actually uh, open those up to a broader audience than just my Facebook friends. Nothing wrong with my Facebook friends, of course. I've just been doing social media since a time when there was no real distinction between personal pages and, quote, public figure pages. And so now I've got like five, 6,000 followers on Facebook and no real way to split my radio and blog life from my personal, uh, you know, from family and high school classmates and, and those sorts of things. And so it all kind of muddled together. And anyway, speaking of high school classmates, got into a discussion with a uh, high school classmate uh, yesterday regarding the Dobbs decision. And I said on Facebook pretty much what I've said uh, throughout Uh, this last couple days. And that is what this means. Really, all it means, if you read the text of the Alito decision, is that this throws the thing, uh, throws the question of abortion back to the states to decide where it should have been, uh, arguably, all along. Uh, That is the argument that the Supreme Court made. It's the argument that prevailed in the Dobbs decision. And it means that all of you pro-choicers out there, if you're listening, have to do Pretty much what we Second Amendment people have been doing for the last fifty years, doing quite successfully for the last thirty years, and that is convincing people one by one by one by one, until you get a critical mass of people who believe with you, uh, believe as you do, and are able to affect elections. And and it that's how it's done, folks. It's never as fast as you want. I mean, that's that's the nice thing about getting the Supreme Court to create. Uh, to solve your problem out of the clear blue sky, as they did essentially in 1973 by saying, okay, it's a right, and it can't be infringed in any way, so everything get out of the way. And that, that, by the way, has governed law for 50 years in this country. Anytime any infringement on abortion happened, for any reason at all, it was struck down uh, b- b- because of the precedent of Roe v.ersus Wade, which certainly makes the battle really easy for you. Now, we've had no such momentous uh, pulling rights out of the thin air decision uh, on the gun rights side. So we've had to do this the slow, hard, difficult way. Great example, since Rob Dorn and I discussed this, and it's germane to the uh, issue in the Brun case that was decided on Thursday, the shall issue law in Minnesota. Uh, it's been in effect for 20 years. It's been completely uncontroversial three, I mean, in the last 20 years, at any rate, 300,000 Minnesotans, that's 10 percent of eligible adults have carry permits in the state of Minnesota. They cost 50 bucks to apply for. You have to renew them every five years. You have to take a training course. Uh, each of those may be and you can't get them until you're 21 years old. Each of those might be subject of litigation. But fact of the matter is, in 20 years, there have been two homicides committed by uh, carry permit holders. It's an unremarkable part of the background scenery in Minnesota today, by the way, one of those homicides was committed by someone who probably shouldn't have got a gotten a permit, so that's on the government We'll take we'll call it one homicide uh, unjustifiable homicide by the way. there have been some justifiable homicides carried out by carry permit holders but let's remember that uh between nineteen seventy four and two thousand three the law was you had to have the similar situation in New York you had to have a Uh, police chief approve your application for a carry permit and basically give it to you. It was a matter of your connections. So you had examples like in the city of Bloomington in 1988, where exactly one woman had a carry permit. It wasn't a rape victim. It wasn't a security guard. It was the wife of the police chief, the only woman in all of Bloomington who was deemed worthy of defending her own life with a firearm. Uh, there were people in St. Paul who had carry permits with felony records, but they were buddies with law enforcement or they had political connections. There was a particularly annoying state legislator in, I think, about 98 or 2000 from the Greater Oak uh, what was saying uh, uh, Circle Pines area who had a carry permit because he had uh, political connections, but he actively opposed uh, civil rights for the rest of us here. We started fighting this battle, uh, the the good guys started fighting in 1994, and the battle for shell issue reform took literally seven years, no, nine years, nine years, actually 11 when you get over the the, uh, legal wrangling between 2003-2005 started off with almost no support, just very little support from greater Minnesota. And with the good guys at that point, concealed carry reform now of Minnesota, fighting it out, vote by vote, legislator by legislator. And it took nine years to get it done. And that's what you're all looking at here if you're a pro-choicer right now. You get to convince voters. Places like Minnesota, you've got a head start. The rest of the country, less so. Beth Bauman uh, joins us to talk about the, quote, gun control legislation, end quote, for this past week in Congress. The battle ain't won here, folks. Much to go. International
11: travel is open again. So now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face-to-face with one of the most fascinating countries on Earth, More than just a vacation, this meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again, walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza, along with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, personally invite you to experience Israel with them this November. To book your trip to Israel, Log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today, 855-565-5519.
9: How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. Dad, why do you get so many phone calls?
3: Well, son, many people need help with their homes after a bad storm. I want to be available to answer their calls no matter the day.
9: Bad weather doesn't know it's Sunday, right? You know what? I want to be just like you when I grew up so I can help people too.
3: Hi, I'm Alex, sales manager at Estate Claims Services. You know, I share that fond memory of a conversation with my son to show Estate Claims Services commitment to our customers. We know storms don't wear a watch. You may not be available during our normal office hours, but relax, knowing that whenever you call, we're going to answer. It's the same with all our customers, because when you hire us to repair the storm damage on your home, you're working with a local Twin Cities company. We're not a storm chasing company. We're here when you need us and will be around long after the work is finished. Check us out online at estateclaimservices.com. Estate Claim Services, your local, available anytime storm repair company. Search Estate Claim Services online today.
9: Call my dad today.